Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Jason and Alexis podcast is brought to you by the Blue Plate Restaurant Company. As long as snow is on the ground, they're going to have snow globes on the patio. Book this unique winter dining experience by the hour by calling the restaurants. Full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and food items. Hey, Don. Yes, Jason. When I say unique dining experience, what comes to mind? Uh, That time you told me about the place you ate in the dark. <laughs> yes, I did eat in the dark. Okay, yes. what if I say to you, patio dome, 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 dome? Ooh, I think you're talking about those awesome igloos outside the freehouse, right? I am. That's right. Listen to this, everybody. As long as snow is on the ground, the folks of the freehouse are going to have basically snow globes on the patio. You can book these, Dawn, for a unique dining dining experience by the hour. That is very cool. So you can rent one for your friends. This is perfect for a little holiday get-together. Maybe you're too busy before Christmas, and now is the perfect time. Or maybe you just want to put your whole family in that snow globe. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great idea. You can sit in the other one, rent two, wave to them from your dome. Bye! That's right. (laughs) The full menu is available along with some unique winter cocktails and unique winter food items. For more information, call the Freehouse. Wake up and smell the coffee. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning, live on my Talk 1071 and live streaming on our fabulous My Talk app. I'm Jason Matheson, and joining me every single day when she's not threatening to leave us to become a professional wheelbarrow racer, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn McClain. Get your legs up. Oh, you mean like a real wheelbarrow? Okay. Well, I mean a real one. Not a real, okay. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Dawn. Good morning, Stephanie Hansen. That was a fantastic 6 o'clock salute, Dawn. That was, yes. And good morning, all of you, on the this Tuesday, January 7th, 2020. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the day. Welcome to your life. Welcome to the most productive day of the week, according to three out of four dentists. Welcome to National Bobblehead Day. Welcome to National Tempura Day. And welcome to your very first sip of delicious coffee. This is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. Coffee, coffee, coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. How the hell's your coffee? Your cup of coffee. 
Don McLean, how is your probable company swill decaffeinated beverage? Oh, it's great today. Um, I am halfway through it, and I can't wait, can't wait to get some more. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. That is very positive about the how about the company swill there. You know, it's free, so you gotta love it's free. it. Free, <laughs> yeah. Stephanie Hanson, what's on your menu today? I actually am trying something new. I'm holding it up so Dawn can see. Yeah, it is a sparkling caffeinated raspberry lemon water. Oh, mm. oh, oh okay. Doesn't that sound fancy? I. It's a lot. It's for, the, it again. it's for the 7.30 hour. So I'm just, I got oh, it here. saving it. Yeah, savoring, I think, is the right word. Ooh, Kenny's looking. Okay, but what, what, say it again. That's a lot of words. Okay, sparkling caffeinated raspberry lemon water with plant-based energy, clean and hydrating. Mmm. <laughs> Full disclosure, Jason, the thermos is also in there. Yes, oh, and okay. water <laughs> and some mint tea. I'm loading up. Oh. Okay. Everybody's getting sick around me, so I'm taking measures into my own uh, hands. Yes. God. Yes. Washing, You're right. Like 409 the office. Yes. Have you 409 that studio? Because that's just a Petri dish. Of yes. Germ that, okay. Yes. I actually have. I am cleaning it every time I sit down. Kenny's here, too. Uh, Kenny, how's your coffee? How's the the Kenny brew? Hot, dark, and delicious. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Oh, <laughs> Cup three already this morning. Cup three? Yeah. And these are some big cups. Oh, my So try goodness. to keep up, would you? <laughs> no, we're going to try. These are some I'm, big cups. I'm on a mission this morning to talk really fast. <laughs> really? say anything important. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but at a rate of speed that is super fast and very super fragile and scandalistic So you think I'm saying something really smart, but actually I'm not. I'm just talking fast. <laughs> <laughs> the story of my life, Kenny. Um, I just uncovered my magic. Did you guys hear about uh, some idiot releasing bed bugs into into a Walmart? No. I did. This is no. the new like no. biological psychological warfare. Wow, that's very dramatic. No, it's just... because think about that. <laughs> Nobody wants those things. Well, here's the story, and then we'll let Stephanie continue to scare us. <laughs> uh, the the headline, police searching for person who may have released bed bugs at a Pennsylvania Walmart. Kenny, people are releasing bed bugs at Walmarts. It's the sign of the apocalypse. That's it. I'm shaving all my body hair today. That's the only way to combat these things. Beard, hair, back, toes. You know what? That's how you deal with lice. Bed bugs don't care about your hair. Oh. They'll bite you anyway. Oh. I've never had a bed bug infestation. No. I don't know what the difference is. Ooh. There goes Kenny, everybody. He's shaving right now. Hey. I'm having or trouble reaching else. the spot. Could you give me a hand? I can't. Give I'm me sorry. a dog. Can you help him? I need to be paid more for that. Hold my boob up. Where's the price? Hold my boob up. <laughs> <laughs> Don, Don, do you feel uncomfortable in, in your workplace right now? <laughs> I do, uh, and I haven't discussed my contract that was of October 14th. Maybe I'll work that in. <laughs> <laughs> Shaving Kenny. Make sure you make sure that's in paragraph three. Uh, yeah. Oh God. It's like uh, saving. Saving private. private Ryan, shaving, shaving Kenny's Ryan's oh, parts. No. Yeah, the Ooh, porn version. Yes. Yeah, and it's called shaving Ryan's privates. Is what it's privates. Called. Uh, that's I used right. to work at Video Update, and we had oh, that. This took a turn. Oh <laughs> wow! My husband My- worked in one of those places. Yeah, they Where they had room. the like western doors. Yeah. Yep. That that was when you went into that area back there. New releases oh, had, on Tuesday. Yep. 
We had my uh, best friend worked at one called Uncle Lair's, and she had uh, fortune teller beads, uh, a fortune teller bead curtain. Mm. And you'd go behind the curtain, and there were all the naughty movies. And my favorite was uh, Edward Penis Hands. That was my favorite <laughs> spoof. <laughs> That's kind of fun, doesn't it? Uh huh. Sounds complicated. Mm-hmm. It was very complicated. Chris said it was like there would be the same people, like they were regulars and they yes. came every day with stacks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. They would they would show up every Tuesday was new release day and they'd even, you know, they'd even arrive uh, before the doors opened to make sure they got, got that new release. release first, literally. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, well, that was the early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was remember the Woody. <laughs> oh, I have a whole list of them. I can't I know. even say. <laughs> remember the Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes, white men can't jump. Oh no! There was a. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was, and I rented it. It was. <laughs> White That's men the best can, part. White men can hump. Oh, yeah. oh, white men can't hump. <laughs> and I rented it. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I will never forget. Jason when, used to like trade ice cream or something. What did you used yes. to trade for? Yeah, thank you. It was uh, we we had a uh, it was a like system. a European a European trade deal. <laughs> uh, there was a Baskin and Robbins thirty one flavors in front of the Uncle Lairs in the shopping area, and we had one friend work at Baskin and Robbins, and then uh, my my best friend Ange worked at Uncle Lairs. <laughs> so we had like an we had a trade a, a trade uh, uh, contract where it was a bartering where <laughs> we would get scoops of ice cream for porn. It was. Fantastic. Fantastic. So we'd get some, we'd get, we'd get some butter pecan, and then the employees at Baskin and Robbins would get to go behind the fortune teller curtains and rent Edward Penis hands. It was fantastic. It was wow. a, it was a system that worked really well until Uncle Ayers got a new manager, and then um, the the trade negotiations <laughs> shut down. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we couldn't. The European Union was dissolved. Oh. Kids so. these days, you millennials, you have no idea how difficult it used to be to acquire porn. Oh yeah, no! or even yes. buy cigarettes. Yeah, remember During trying mo- to like buy cigarettes? Did anyone buy cigarettes no. besides me? No, I did. <laughs> I yeah, did. and you'd like stand outside the door and try to see the person that looked like the most sketchy person that would take the extra dollar tip to buy you a pack of smokes. Yeah, for sure. See, small towns. I, I it is the one thing. Thank God, because I have you know I, I have an addictive personality. I I tried uh, one puff of a cigarette in 1986 with my friend, my best friend at the time, uh, Tamara, um, Tamara rather, Tamara Smith. We were getting ready to go tubing in her crick. Very Indiana right there. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and we walked back and she goes, do you want a cig? And I was like, sure. You know, you're in, I was junior high. This is when you experiment with things. Yes. And, uh, and I took one puff and I have such a distinct memory. I coughed until I got an instant kid headache. And I never, I have never put my mouth on another cig the rest of my life. Absolutely I never, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I've never had the, I've never had the ambition. I've never had the desire. Um, and my mom's a smoker. My 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 grandma Betty was. Um, 
you know, I have now people in my life now, but yeah, thank goodness. I had that and, same story, but I coughed until I fell down, <laughs> got back up, and then smoked 21 more. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> she, got a, she got a pack and then another I'm one for power the extra through one. This. You talked about an addictive personality, like, and I just thought, this is the greatest thing ever. It really is. Smoking is wonderful. I love this. It. <laughs> it is. It really is. So hard to quit. Oh, it's, Don't it, ever start, friends. Never, ever. Don't even think about about it it's yeah uh, yeah it's just so wonderful you'll be addicted for life yeah, yeah I, that's how end i up was like the B. Arthur kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh thank you don uh smoking in the bus shelter in the back of the parking lot Hey, welcome to the hub and smoking area. There's um, a retirement facility around uh, my boyfriend's house, and there's a little area where the old people go out to smoke, and we call it the cigarette club. We're like, oh, there's three people at the cigarette club. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> the sisterhood of the traveling cigarettes. Yeah. Um, 612 is the time. Speaking of B. Arthur, we're going to have fun today. We don't have any B. Arthur mandated conversations that we have to do, uh, like the Golden Globe, so you're going to hear more of our... Um, the stories from Walt Disney World, and uh, if you have any questions, go ahead and tweet uh, Don and I to see if Steph has any questions. Uh, so we're going to have some fun. We have some fun stories. So we're going to take a break. We'll get started when we return. Jason, have you ever actually sat down with a nutritionist and they ask you what you've eaten the day before? Um, does my Jane Fonda workout tapes <laughs> from the 80s count as someone with nutrition? Uh, not really. I think okay. you need to update. And you need to go to Livia. That's L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can find 10 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin, first of all. So basically, everywhere you drive, you'll see Olivia. They used to be Metafast, right? They used to be Metafast. Don't get confused. No. They're a great company. I lost 20 pounds on the program, and I've kept it off for, you know, a year. And that's hard to do. Maintaining is the hard part, so thank goodness you have them. Yes, they're awesome over there. I go to the one in Roseville, but you can find a location, like I said, anywhere in the Twin Cities, uh, L-I-V-E-A dot com. You can call 855-GO-LIVIA, and then they can tell you not to eat breakfast cereal for every meal, you like mean, they and, told me. Well, and when you say breakfast cereal, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn used to eat nerds for breakfast. <laughs> Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk with 7 one Everything entertainment, everything Richard Simmons. Hi! I'm Jace with Don McClain, Stephanie Hansen. Kenny's here, keeping you updated with the traffic all morning long. Oh, yesterday we had to talk about uh, the Golden Globes all, all morning, or we would be fired. And what's funny about that is that was a mandate by the dreaded hose beast, B. Arthur. And the irony is. She never would have known had we not followed her rules because she has such severe, um, uh, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Self-loathing? Um, <laughs> um, dandruff? <laughs> Vomit breath? Uh, shingles? <laughs> Memory problems? Stinky toe jam? She has such severe jet lag oh. that oh, yeah. um, that she's not uh, she's not awake. I think she was only awake like three hours yesterday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, so she never would have heard our show. So we could have broken all the rules yesterday and she never would have uh, heard and or cared. Um, but because uh, she went, I think she was in Italy or Switzerland yeah. or something. So she got back and I texted her. I said, wow. Um, you didn't text any hateful things to Kenny or me or, or, uh, anything to Dawn. I said, were you not, uh, were you not listening? And, uh, she said, I got incredible jet lag. And, uh, I, I think she was up for about an hour and then, uh, had to go back to sleep. That she room doesn't fly itself. <laughs> Somebody had to drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so anyway so we're not going to listen we we shouldn't have listened to her yesterday um uh and we're not really going to listen to her today so we get to tell you some more stories from uh from our trip to to Walt Disney World that won't won't get us into trouble and other, other than stories just uh, general observations and Don you had an observation <laughs> about you had an observation about Colin and I yes and, uh, just being at Walt Disney World. Yes, I will say it's incredible. The stories he tells about having these friends uh, who are there that work there, you know, we've all heard this before and we think, mm-hmm, they're friends with everyone. Nope, not true. I witnessed it. They are the ambassadors of bartenders. It's incredible. When Jason and Colin walk in, out of the millions of people that they say see all year long, it's Insane that they all start screaming and coming out from behind their counters every single bar you go. They're regulars. Wow. They're like, boys, the boys. And like, honestly, in that tune in lounge, they literally hang out with these bartenders off when they're off the clock. They go out and do stuff with them. One of the bartenders in Epcot, uh, in Rose and Crown, which is the, the English pub. The British, yeah. The Br- yeah. This guy came to Minneapolis with yeah. his family. Yeah. Because of Jason and Colin and went to the Mall of America, they hooked him up with a bunch of cool stuff. It's like you really do know all these bartenders and they know them. <laughs> Is that a plus or a minus as I a person? I think it's a plus because it's fun to just have, I would say, I'm just, you can speak for yourself, Jason, but they don't know anything about you. You know, they're that's, not judging what you do on the air. They just know you're awesome. really nice guys. Yeah, that's got to be a lot of fun, Jason. Norm! Knowing you for who you are instead of for what you do. Exactly. Oh, that's the way you guys are looking at it. I was looking at it like, Uh if you're a regular, you might have some problems. No. Of course, Steph would look at that. (laughs) They're walking like 10 miles a day. They're walking off any alcohol. They have like two drinks. Uh, Kenny, stand back. Stand back. (laughs) Uh, Stephanie is hiking her leg and peeing on my rainbow again. Uh, Stand back, everybody. You guys. Come from the family of people that if you're a regular in a bar, it's not a good thing. So yeah. no, that's my well, context. No. Now, there's a difference between being a regular at a bar that's down the street from you and being a regular at a bar at a place that we frequent five times a year. Yeah. True, true. Uh, okay. True, true. <laughs> so let's be very clear here. Uh, no, it is all positive t- to us.
us. And I was thinking about it. I always get the Disney blues on my final day. I Aww. always and, and I do. I get a little and I try to soak up. And we did this time. Good Lord. We rode that last day hard. I mean, we really did. We sucked every every ounce of fun out of that helium balloon, but um, up until the very last minute. But no, I, I will say all kidding aside, because I do get asked a lot uh, from time to time, why do you guys go? What is it? And I always say kind of the same version of the answer. I said, it's, it's twofold. I said, first, um, it's one of the few places on earth where I can really just relax and no pun intended, be goofy. I have fun. I love rides and I, and I, and I love cocktailing and I love hanging out and I, and I, and I didn't have a bad childhood. So it's not like a Peter Pan thing where I'm searching for my law. I had a wonderful childhood, but I've just always loved Disney. So it's the combination of all those things and I can just be myself there. Yes. And then number two, um, what Dawn said is probably 70% of the reason we love going there. Um, I love, I get so excited walking up to Hollywood Studios, which is our favorite park. Um, That's the park Dawn just mentioned. I get so excited walking in those gates, and we go right into that tune-in lounge. And and when I know that I'm going to see my buddy Julie or Anna Lane, she was the one that screamed, (laughs) The boys are here! You know, and... I love that, and it, it's the it's the reason people go back to a local place. It's the Norm and Cliff syndrome. Yeah, you like being recognized, and you like um, the establishments treating you like family. I love that, and it's such an anomaly at a place like Dawn yes. said that gets millions of viewer of, of visitors every day. The fact that we're treated that way, my goodness, take my money <laughs> oh, <laughs> because it's it's, so it's loving. They, do. they really they're, are. Yeah, take my money. It's warm. It's welcoming. They make you in in a. That's it right there. At a place where at any given day a hundred thousand people are there, the the cast members that Don just mentioned make Colin and I feel like we're the only ones that matter. And how great is that? And and well, that's why we go back simultaneously tending the rest of the bar and actually being a human being to the rest of the patrons. I mean, they are overjoyed that you're there, but then they are really good bartenders because a good bartender makes you feel like you're coming into my home, this is my space, and I am... And I am really excited you're here and I want to know who you are. I mean, if you're just sitting there drinking a drink, it's, it's... That's hospitality right there when Mm -hmm. we talk about that on Weekly Dish and that we love when we get that. Mm -hmm. That's that feeling. Yeah. Yep. I get it every time I go. Julia, Mm. tune in. I love you. And Minnesotans always run there and say hi to the famous Julie. It's great. When we come back, I actually, thanks to an email, we have a question for Hanson when we return. Bachelor came back last night. I actually watched a little bit of it. I have strong opinions. We'll get to that in a little bit. Meanwhile, welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything flight attendant Rita. All exits are clearly marked with an exit sign. Thank you. Uh, 631. Now, before we get to anything else, we received a very interesting email, and I'm very grateful to this My Talker because she reminded us of something. You've got mail. Uh, here's the mail. Where the hell is it? Um, did I delete it? Well, I am just 
a moron today. Anyway, this, uh, oh, there it is. Hi, Kim. Kim Peterson writes to us. Uh, I was just wondering how Hanson's Christmas went with that mystery bridge player guy. <laughs> now, Don, did you forget about this? Absolutely. I, told, I, 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 I can't. Oh, now, thank you, Kim, because now I can't wait to hear. I know. So, Hanson. Mr. Bridge. Do your uh, proper broadcasting uh, job, refresh everyone's memory briefly, and then please reveal thy answer. Okay, so Christmas, like three days, two days before Christmas, my mother-in-law called my husband, did not call me, Hmm? and said, I have a guest coming. And he was like, what do you mean, Mom? It's not like we have an open house. We have a dinner for six people. It's very intimate on Christmas Day, Christmas Day night. And she was at Bridge, and she has a friend, and he was talking about that his family had left, and he didn't have anywhere to go, and she felt bad, and she invited him over to my house. But she didn't ask me first. She just invited him and then made my husband tell me that she'd invited him. So I was a little annoyed, (laughs) and... I didn't tell my daughter or my sister or my niece because I thought they're going to wonder, like, what the heck? So I just waited and let it all unfold, right? So I, of course, course told my radio friends, which is all of you. So the day comes where my mother-in-law comes over, and I said to Ellie, well, I said to Dolores, I said, why don't you tell Ellie about our guest that's coming today? And she was like, oh, there's a guest coming? And Dolores said, well, yes, he's a really nice man. He plays bridge with me. He's he's kind of, I don't want to talk politics. I don't think he is someone that wants to talk politics. So we're like, okay, no politics. And his wife died, and he's kind of sad. And he doesn't really have any family. I'm like, okay. And he's very smart. He's very good with numbers. He thinks about numbers all the time. Like, okay. And he's a little, like maybe a little socially awkward. And Ellie goes, is Urkel coming over for dinner? (laughs) And sure enough, the doorbell rings and the door opens. And at this point, my husband has warned his mom. He's like, okay, Dolores, this is not our friend. This is your friend. So you better be the one who is talking to him. Don't sit back and let me and Stephanie do all the work. I expect you to talk and him. I expect you to carry the conversation. <laughs> yeah. Which wow. he never wow. talks to his wow. mom like that. So I was like, oh, Good wow. Okay. Nice. So the doorbell rings. John walks in the door. John's his name. And he says, oh, I see you on TV, and I just have a question for you. Oh, here we go. Are those people over at KMSP as nice as I think they are? Oh. He listens. He watches your show, Jason, every day. Oh. He asked me all about you. He wanted to know about Kendall. Oh, my gosh. He had a short-sleeved press shirt on. He had a checkbook. In the pocket of the breast pocket. Oh, fantastic. With three pens. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) That is gorgeous. Glasses on that reminded me of a pair of glasses my mom had in like 1976. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries glasses. That's what my mom calls them. Yes. (laughs) Because if you watch old episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, it's all from that time. Big and giant, right? Yes. And kind of a little like yellowish maybe. (laughs) Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, but he was him. he was lovely Aww. and he was very appreciative. 
He had some funny things to say about his life. He collects trains. He has a whole floor like in his model toy trains. Yep, like Lionel. Uh, yes, okay. a whole floor in his Victorian home. Wow, of no. trains. Wow. His wife had been a hoarder, so we talked a little bit about what that was like. <laughs> so, fantastic. so does his tra- do, does he have his train set up oh, through the wife's Kenny. hoarding through the magazines board. and with, newspapers? Like, yeah, and, and on like uh, plywood, you know, with sure. pop horses. What are those things called? Sawhorses. Yes, yeah, sawhorses with plywood, and so they're elevated above the ground. Yes, he. It was funny as he was leaving. He was very nice. And he carried, he had a lot of things to say. He was very conversational. And as he was leaving, he handed my daughter, Ellie, his business card, which was just kind of like a calling card, Mm -hmm. you know, because there's no business anymore. (laughs) And he said, uh, okay, Ellie, you know, I know you like to cook and I have an entire house full of cooking things that have never even been opened like waffle makers and so I hope oh, you call me take and take away part of the horde. Yeah, he was like I'd be happy to give you anything I have. So Aww. he was very nice. But when oh. he asked when he said I know you, you're on TV, I just about died. <laughs> you thought this is exactly yeah. Yeah. I and I felt like you Jace for just like one second cuz I don't think about any of that. I don't so, I don't think about the radio even and that people hear me say stuff. How'd this go over with your mother-in-law then? You guys actually bond, uh, bonding with him. Did I think it, it was fine. Okay, she good. she was very... What's funny is she told me that she almost invited someone else. And I was like, Dolores, like I have the Christmas spirit and everything, but... Like, I am a public person. I do lots of outward-facing things. And lots of parties. Yes, and, and lots of entertaining and I just was like, this is like my sister, me, you, Kurt, Ellie, and my niece. Like, it's, it's the small. one thing you do that doesn't involve. Yes. And yeah. I felt like, I will say, after the holiday was over, and I know there's many of you, after the fourth job closed, I was so happy. And I was like, not bitter, but I felt a little <laughs> like just exhausted by the whole thing. Of and course. I just was like, next year, I'm going to do this different. I yeah. didn't like yes, feel like I had Stephanie. my good lucky feeling. I felt like... I just felt kind of tired by the whole thing. Yeah, you have to limit yourself. Do you know how it got out of control? Do you feel like it really will be something that you can nip in the bud next year or this year? We draw names and I ignore that and buy gifts for everyone anyway. So I'm going to start there. Oh, yeah. Because I really like gift giving. It makes me happy. But I think it's starting to make like everybody else feel uncomfortable. Yep. There's some unanswered questions here. You guys are changing the subject. Okay. Back, back to your mother-in-law. And what's his name? Bullet Bob? John. Bo- okay. Uh, Jumping <laughs> or John. Or Mr. Bridge. Um, uh, what's going on with those two? Well, oh, it's funny yeah. you mentioned that. Yeah. Is there Penny. Some, yeah. Are they train. sleeping together? Yeah. She actually has a man friend in New York. But here's what he did say. He said four years and two months ago is when we first met Dolores. Uh-huh. And my sister, Bess, eyes perked up and she was like, dun, dun, dun. Like, nobody remembers that stuff. So Mm. I think he may have designs for her. Yeah. But you know, there he's she's eighty five. He needs somebody I, to manage the horde. 
Don't, all men need someone to manage the horde, literally and figuratively, don't they? Well, it helps. I mean, don't you think? That's, that's just, what you call it, the horde. We, we need somebody to tell us uh, what we're doing wrong. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. you're doing wrong, how right. to improve yourself, right. how you can be better men. Right. That's our job. Somebody to ask us if we're eating again. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> oh or are God. you going to exercise today? That's <laughs> my like, favorite. I yeah. just like to sit back and listen to the Kenny yeah. and Stephanie show. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. This oh, is fantastic. <laughs> oh, God. So there you go. He was well, very I, nice is the moral of the okay. story. Yeah, but I will. I will. I'm glad you said what you said at the end, yeah. where you revealed. I shouldn't say admitted because that sounds like you did something wrong, but where you revealed how you really feel that you feel a little exhausted because, though you you painted a picture that this gentleman was nice and added to your 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 festivities, I could also tell by the tone at w- in which you told the story that you were still not joyous about everything. I, I, I that it, yeah, and it wasn't yes. him. It was kind of just like. Okay, you know, when you make a roast and then you make gravy, that requires like 12 minutes of kitchen time Mm -hmm. where you're just in the kitchen. Like, I just felt like the whole holiday, all I was doing was making gravy from Mm. Thanksgiving to the new year. (laughs) I just made tons and tons and tons of gravy. And that's not a euphemism. That's literally. Yeah, I made gravy like five times. Have you ever considered doing something completely opposite of what you've done thus far? Like go to Maui. You know what? It's funny you say that because when my daughter was little, we had a family gathering where someone put their Cheerios that was in like their kid's little snack cup and just set the kid on the couch, my couch, and then dumped the Cheerios right in front of the kid between their legs on my couch. Mm-hmm. And after that year, I had a total breakdown and I was like, that's it. You people are in greats and I'm not doing it anymore. And for like 10 years, we traveled. Oh, ten you years, did? Ten yes, years. when my daughter was little. And she'll oh. say it ruined her childhood. Oh. Because mom had a breakdown and couldn't deal with families and Christmas, so I had to be towed along and traveled. And we, of course, ruined Christmas for her because we used to bring a lot of the gifts, and who were the gifts from was always a mystery. Remember that sure. thing mm-hmm. we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, oh, so I am. I was back to local Christmases, but it's it's making me think, Kenny. It sounds like you need a festivus in your holiday. Some, yeah. Something where you, yeah, where you can just go, you know, spar with the uh, with the in laws and the relatives and everybody else. We and, did go see music. That's fun. Like I like to inject. Yeah, yeah no, I, I'm thinking you need wrestling and yeah. oh. airing of grievances, things like the that. The airing of yes. grievances is my favorite thing to do. I could do that all year. We know. You just did it. It's called Jason and Alexis in the morning in December. So right. So right. You guys are therapeutic. Hey, why do you think I love the show? 642. We're going to take a break. When we come back, good criminy Charles Nelson Riley. I watched as much of The Bachelor as I could. I have thoughts when we return. Welcome back. 647. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 107 Watt, everything entertainment, everything you and your Johnson. I'm Jace with Don McClain, Stephanie Hansen, and Kenny the Traffic Kitty. Thanks for being here. Oh, The Bachelor <laughs> returned last night. I just I, say it. Please say it. I said to Dawn and Hanson, I don't know if you were when you walked in in our, our pre-show meeting. I think it is scandalous now in 2020 for any show 
to be three hours long. Amen. The, the Bachelor season premiere was three hours long. I, I'm not kidding. I, I can't believe. Now, we'll see. Uh, I'm probably wrong. The ratings are, are going to be decent for ABC. But in this day and age where we barely have the attention span to sit through a 22-minute episode of Nailed It on Netflix, ABC is running a three-hour television program. The rise of Skywalker was three hours and tw- was under three hours long. I, that's this is just why my I don't f- watch anymore. I was a huge fan. I used to make charts for God's sake. Yeah, it's I, uh, I I just can't even with this show. It doesn't it feel sorry. I know if you like it, you like it, and I don't have to like everything you like. But it also feels <laughs> kind of like tone deaf, doesn't it? With like, here we are watching the Harvey Weinstein trial, and there's all these Me Too moments happening, and yet we're still pretending that there's some bachelor that's going to end up getting married to these random mystery dates. Yeah, that's a whole other topic. Oh. <laughs> I mean, even when it premiered, I was like, this is really kind of chauvinistic. And, but then they had The Bachelorette, so it made it kind of better. But, yeah. Uh, What's frightening though is people still watch it in huge numbers. It's the, I'm I'm looking right now at Minneapolis trends on Twitter. It's number one because yeah. we love love, and that's the part that that's not love. <laughs> <laughs> that's ABC prime time. That's this isn't love. It's Chris Hansen's paycheck is what it is. And according to from what I read, this really isn't love this year because it's more know. made up than normal. Uh, not made up, but I, I think there's a, there's a turbulence, to use a cheap, lame pilot pun. Because dude is a pilot, Pilot Pete. He's attractive. Um, I only watch, I'm, I'm disgusting, I only watch Bachelor seasons if I'm attracted to The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to at least admit it. I have. I'm. I'm just gonna lay it out. I don't. It doesn't make me a good person. But. Uh, <laughs> but. I only watch this ridiculous show if I am physically attracted to The Bachelor and and Pilot Pete. I'm on his wings of love. On the wings of love. But, yeah. <laughs> good, we get to do that again. Yeah. That's all I care about. Yeah, I don't even know what he looks like. It feels so freeing. I freed myself. <laughs> I freed Don, myself from amen. it. Me I mean, too. honestly, I, I know that it, I should be watching absolutely everything that everyone is trending, but I just can't do it anymore. No. I, amen. Amen. Never could. No. It was like when uh, that Fifty Shades of Grey came out. And I was like, oh, everybody's reading this book. And no, it sounds yeah. like it's kind of sexy time. And I'm all about sexy time. Okay. And I got the book. I was like. Uh, uh, this is the most ridiculous, poorly written book I've ever read in my entire life. And if this is what it takes to get into the zeitgeist of all of the women in America, I don't know. Like who I'm, I'm not like the others. I don't know. I don't get it. Oh yeah. I'm right there with you with that one. I texted my producer, uh, producer Ted from the Jason show who loves the show. He does love it. He does. And he's actually going to be reviewing it (laughs) for the TV show a little bit later. I I couldn't even get past the opening montage. 
which is the you know the introduction to Pilot Pete, because it was such an eye rolling inducing, cheap ripoff of this overly dramatic Top Gun thing, <laughs> where Pilot Pete is walking up. At sunset with his Tom Cruise glasses. Oh, no. No, no, I'm not kidding. Uh, He just did the same package that they did for that other guy. Yeah. So they have him walking up to uh, Kenny Loggins-esque instrumental music. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's sunset. It's sunset. And he has sunglasses, aviators like, like like Maverick. But instead of walking up to a giant, intimidating jet... Uh, Pilot Pete walks up to a Cessna, and I just thought, okay, this is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> now, at least when Tom is doing it, Tom is getting ready to pilot, you know, a fourteen million dollar fighter jet. This was laughable because it's slow mode. You know, Pilot Pete's putting his glasses on, the sun's setting, and he walks up. I'm like, oh, they're going to have him get into like a commercial jet or something. He gets into like a kiddie plane. <laughs> and I just thought, what is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And then the women. Drama. And the women are more cringeworthy than normal because, and, and I'm sorry, I'm just, I, I know this is. A little stereotyping, but in this case, I think it's valid. There are like four beauty pageant contestants in this season. My goodness. It is. They are bringing the beauty. They are making every beauty pageant contestant look really bad. Oh, no. (laughs) Because I think we have like a Miss Louisiana. We have a Miss Idaho. A Miss. I don't know. Idaho, Um, (laughs) Utah. Unpaid researcher Phil Jones will let me know, but I'm. But there was like three or four beauty queens that are are, are just. You know what they're doing? They're playing to the stereotype. Yeah. They're being as whiny and dramatic as is as cartoonish as you you think of. How many seasons of this crap have we had? Are we on like our twenty fifth? They oh, are scraping yeah. the barrel to find people. That will humiliate themselves. There are yeah. no more real people left that would do it. When you know that somebody is awesome and cool and interesting as Marley McMillan has been rejected like yes. a couple of times. I mean, yes. she is just, she's athletic. She's beautiful. She's a singer. She's she's great. She'd be perfect for the show. Opinionated. Yeah, talented, she's great. She's brainy. She's actually a not just a robot. That's when you know that this they're just yeah. picking people that are going to be good TV. And this is my final thing, and I'm not I'm saying this to be woke for the for the purpose of being woke and and score some points with the section Can we of our stop audience. Stop for one second, and I love that you use the word woke. No, yeah. but I mean this. I'm not saying this to, to score points. I really, this really is a thought of mine. I'm not playing this card to 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 to, to score uh, brownie points. Mm-hmm. Why is every why can we not find a non-white bachelor? Oh, that's a big deal. I, 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 you know what it I really mean? Is. And it's I mean shameful. that. I'm not... I, it, it's just ridiculous to me. I, it, I, 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 yeah. It's just... I, I, it, does, it boggles my mind, really. They need to really. Better. They, do better, Bachelor. Do better, yeah. Bob Iger, my buddy, do better. Have a meeting with your network. Do better, please. Mm-hmm. Anyway. 655. Follow us on social media. Stephanie's Dish, MPLS Traffic, Dawn at Dark, and Jason Matheson. And don't forget to download the newest episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. It's a good one. We'll be back with a 7 o'clock hour after this.